Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everybody. We decided to mix things up at the beginning of this episode. Normally, we talk about what we're reading, uh, but we're going to talk about television shows or internet shows, starting with The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which, fun fact, is my favorite show in the world. (laughs) It's really good. It's uh, written and directed by Amy Sherman Palladino, along with her husband, Daniel Palladino, starring Rachel Brosnahan. It's been Emmy-nominated and emmy winning and golden globe. golden globe winning it's a great show it's got amazing fashion and stand-up comedy great will they won't they love story what's it about jillian what's it about what isn't it about yolanda it's basically well first season we, I, we're talking about it now because they released the second season beginning of december mm-hmm. we have since both watched the entirety of the second yeah. season and it's delightful it's basically about uh, it takes place in 1958 in this perfect upper west side housewife is great with her kids and her husband She's got this perfect life until he leaves her for his secretary. And she has to sort of start her life all over again. And it turns out she is amazing at stand-up comedy. And so she decides to pursue that with her handy manager, Susie. And she's one of my favorite people ever. Played by Alex Bornstein. By Alex Bornstein, who is hilarious and very crass. And very hilarious. Yeah, if you've seen Gilmore Girls, I feel like there's a lot of parallels and similarities between them, but this is far more, I think, Amy's true voice, which is really cool to see. In the same way that Lorelai is sort of the center of Stars Hollow, it seems like uh, Midge is the center of everyone's lives in this world, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, everyone sort of gravitates toward Lorelai, everyone gravitates toward Midge. Yes. And the pop culture references are just older. Yeah. (laughs) But also, you know what else is cool about this that I was thinking about is um, they use some Barbara Streisand music in the show as well as in the trailer. And that's super rare because Barbara Streisand doesn't let anybody uh, license her music. And she was like, oh, this is a great show. Yeah, take it. Yeah, they had to get her permission. And I think Amy really had to like, try for it so i mean she tried by making a great show like yeah. I, if i were a super diva star i would want my music in this <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching yolanda i watched a show recently called dairy girls it's set in 1992 northern ireland and it centers around this group of high school teenagers who are just trying to navigate life in this in their tiny tiny town where nothing happens and it's really funny and it can be a little tough to understand their accent at times because they have really thick northern irish accents so it's really uh funny to try to navigate those jokes along with like the slang that they use but uh if you've ever watched uh my mad fat diary i would put it in that category of like sort of teen relatability kind of stuff it's a really great show i highly recommend you check it out that sounds so cool and it's a comedy yeah Yeah, it's a comedy. It's super, this first series uh, came out, I think, January of 2018. So they had just released all six episodes on Netflix. They're like 22 minutes each. So you get through it very quickly. Hopefully season two will be coming out soon (laughs) because you get through it so quickly. You're like, okay, what do I do now? But yeah, check it out. It's really funny. Let's, speaking of uh, web series on (laughs) 
on the internet streaming. Let, let, let's dive into Emma Approved, starting with episode 25, Should Have Listened, written by Bernie Sue. The interesting thing about where we're jumping in now into Emma is that they've been on break for a while. Like the last time we saw Emma was at post-holiday party, post-Elton telling her that he loved her, but never mind, you're fired. Mm. And like Emma just had to go away for a while and now they're back in office. This would have been really hard for me at the time because I don't even remember how he reacted. But yeah, like most dramatic season break, like sort of season finale ever. Yeah. She's fired. She's devastated. And now they've been on hiatus and it's like February. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We're sort of picking up where we left off. And Emma is very much picking up the pieces of her life. She did eat, pray, love, but with her dad, but she only got to eat in yeah. Italy. But that still sounds really amazing. Yeah. I would love to jet off to Italy whenever I'm sad. <laughs> exactly. Um, what a great vacation. I know. And then uh, came back and it's just kind of trying to figure out what her life is now that she doesn't have a client to focus on. And she's also coming to terms with the fact that her perfect record is shattered. Yeah, she kind of, she acknowledges the fact that she had that failure with Elton, but like is kind of still saying like, I'm 20 for 20 in a way of like not really counting the fact that she's actually 20 for 21. I mean, it's hard for her. Knightley's trying to help her get through it, you know? He's trying to help her pull through. I guess the fact that the lifestyle excellence industry kind of slows down in January because everyone thinks they can do their own New Year's resolutions Emma's taking on those hourly clients again, or mm -hmm. she's focusing in on that, and she thinks she's going to do really well at it, but I think she doesn't realize how she's not ready for it yet, and how she's still lacking that bit of confidence in, like, helping people. A big part of why she's so in distress over this, and I think it's legit, is because she thinks that she's sort of lost her mojo, yeah. and... She is optimistic about getting it back, but when we see her hourly client, she is just like sort of screaming about how you just got to grab the first guy who's interested in you. Yeah, this, take poor, him. this poor client doesn't really get a word in. No. And Emma's just like yelling advice, contradicting advice of like, you should do this. Well, actually, you should do this. Oh, God, no, and don't get me started on waiting. Just grab the first boy who shows interest in you. Yes, that's what you should do. Or, uh, or you could wait. Wait, this client is just not into anything that Emma is saying, so much so that after they hang up, she immediately calls Knightley to be like, I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is in the right in terms of not being satisfied with her service, because yeah. I'm sure it started off, hi, how are you? What's your problem? And the next thing, Emma's shouting, take whoever wants you. Life right. is horrible. Men are terrible. It's all going to end for us. And uh, I would also feel very distressed if I went to a life coach who gave me that information. Yeah, you'd be like, I, I don't know what I paid an hour for or half hour for, but it wasn't that. <laughs> yep. You shouldn't come out of a lifestyle uh, coaching session feeling worse than no, you went in. No, and Knightley's trying, I mean, he's got to pick up the pieces. I mean, the reason he started these hourly clients is because it was a great, fast way to make more money for the company. Yeah. Now, like, that's falling apart. Like, it was a great idea and it's falling apart because Emma has no self-esteem, essentially. Right. And so he had to, like, apologize to that client and he had to say, if you want, you come back in a couple weeks when she... And they hung up on her. And then we get to see Harriet with her bangs for the first time. Oh, that's another thing we didn't really talk about is, like, Emma was sort of 
being in touch with Harriet and also gave her a break over the holiday. Which is super nice. Emma's worried about Harriet for two reasons. One, every time she called, she heard sad musical music playing in the background. And two, she got bangs, which, yeah. is a, which look good on her, but allegedly is a sign of distress. Well, not just bangs. I think any haircut mm-hmm. uh, would have been a sign of distress, I guess. Anything other than a trim or like highlights right. is just like a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> if Harriet had come in with like different colored hair, if she came in with like pink hair, she'd be like, all right, we're shutting this office down right now. <laughs> Harriet's in trouble. Girls have a tell. We're like, I can't control my life, but I can control my hair. Yeah. And if I make it look different, then I'll feel different. It's like a new start. <laughs> it, no, I get it. It is. Like, it's look, a new, new year. New start. I like, it's kind of very poetic to have your whole life fall apart at the end of the year. Because <laughs> that way you get kind of like a natural fresh start. And you're like, okay, things are going to be different from now on. I have bangs and that's it right now. But things can only get better. Yes, I have bangs. How could anything go wrong to, with yeah. a girl who has bangs? Uh, so. Natalie's very sweet in complimenting the bangs, too. He, I... like, takes the takes a moment to be like, Hey, by the way, I want to let you know, I like the hair. Really? Thanks. Alex totally steals my heart. I mean, like, he's, like, stolen my heart already, but, like, in case he didn't before, like, sure. new year, new start, like, he stole it again in his interaction with Harriet, because she sits down and she's like, hey, everything sucks now, am I right? And he's like, yeah, it does suck, but we're gonna fix Emma, she's gonna fix this, we're gonna move on, I'm calling in the big guns. And then yeah. I love this when Harriet's like, oh, are you calling your dad? And he's like, no. She walks all over her father. I know. <laughs> I'm calling Izzy. So we're calling her big sister. And then it's while he's like sort of waiting for Izzy to pick up that he's like, I just want to say, I love the hair. And I'm like, Alex Knightley, stop it. <laughs> so he calls Izzy, which we'll see her in the next episode, episode 26, New Direction, written by Bernie Sue. So Emma's in Knightley's office, just Sobbing. feeling sorry for herself. Looking great while in distress. <laughs> All right. Just if you're not driving, go to your phone or computer immediately and look up this episode because Joanna has her hair in a ballet bun with a big side bang and she's got this jacket and this top and she looks top notch and she's like openly weeping and she looks great and it's just not fair. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Of course, Emma's being her dramatic self and being like, everything's over. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I've lost my mojo. Just stick a fork in me, Alex Knightley. I'm done. Alex is like, well, no, we're not going to shut it down because you are being dramatic. And so he uh, notices that she's in distress because she continually uses sports analogies. She brought up like the knock it out of the park in the last episode that he noted. She brings up Steve Blass, who I don't know who that is, but Emma knows who that is. And so does Nightly. <laughs> I'm very amused that, like, Emma's tell that she's teetering on the edge of sanity is that she uses, she she brings up sports metaphors. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, she headed out of the park in the last episode, or she said that, and he's like, what? And then she knows exactly who Steve Blass is, who, by the way, none of us know. If you think you are, you don't. Uh, some Hall of Fame guy who won World Series or whatever. And I love Alex is like, I know I know that, but how do you know that? Right. And I want to know what talks she's had with her dad over the years, because that's the only explanation. Yeah. I did think, though, that she said Steve Glass, who was known- I could be totally wrong. As, well, no, it is Blass, oh, and okay. it is like a, a sports whatever thing. So, you know, how- People you see? Talk about, you know how people talk about sports? <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard about them. I heard they're on the television. 
But I thought it was Steve Glass at first that they talked about. Because that was a more, well, I guess known to me, of a, a journalist who was a disgraced journalist who had, like, published all these articles, fabricated everything. Yeah. So I thought that so was like, oh, that could both. Steven Glass, yeah. Both fit. Because <laughs> there's that movie, Shattered Glass. Exactly. With Hayden. Um, Christensen. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yep. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I My mind went there, too. We were all like, oh, okay. She's like a disgraced journalist. Yeah. And then when I realized it didn't make any sense. Nope. And she was like, no. Oh, he like won the World Series in 1970. Like, whatever. No, I'm like, he did it. All right, stop it, stop it. You've lost me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's great. Either and- way, uh, she used a, a sports metaphor and or sports reference. Yep. And Alex is like, okay, you're really not doing well. You are not okay. <laughs> And again, like, Harry, uh, Emma brings up the fact that she's like, Harriet's my friend and my client and I failed her. And Alex is like, okay, for like the hundredth time, she's not your client. Yeah. She's your employee. Sure, she's your friend, but mm-hmm. she's your employee. <laughs> and you're like trying to set her up, you know? Yeah. Like, clients are people who come to you and pay. They're not people who don't know they're your clients. And yeah. you just do shenanigans behind their back. Yeah, Knightley does the very Knightley thing of trying to give advice and Emma takes like, maybe half of it and is like you're right i'm gonna do this other thing and he's like no <laughs> well she was he was just like be supportive and listen more and she's like okay okay i'm hearing support i'm hearing i need to make a new scheme <laughs> yeah. and i'm going to listen to setting her up with a new guy yeah <laughs> he's like no and then she goes into her office this is so this is part sort of broke my heart because you know emma's like sort of talking to herself and she's like that's right i'm gonna be better i'm gonna listen more and then she's like Thank God nothing nothing has happened to the computers because if B-Mart walked in here, like, he would turn Harriet's head and he's still a bad option for her. It's interesting, you know, she's come to this realization of like, oh, wow, like, I really missed the mark on Elton. Like, that was a major mistake on my part. I didn't notice. Flowers are romantic, that whole thing. But she still thinks that B-Mart is a total mistake. (laughs) And like, she was totally in the right for that to like kind of keep them apart. It's sad because she's in this dark place and she's like, thank God I did one thing right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just sad for me. Yeah, she's like, can only deal with one mistake at a time. So if like someone did throw that back at her, I mean, Knightley has, right? He's thrown that to Emma being like, oh, those two, I heard like, there's that office romance between Harriet and B-Mart. She's like, no, those two (laughs) are not good for each other. Shut it down. It's old news. What are you talking about? And, like, she just doesn't want to accept the fact that maybe they were good for each other. Well, you know, she can't see what she can't see. Yeah. And we're still in that place. Yep. But then Harriet comes in. It's still a sad episode because, yeah. I mean, Harriet blames herself for what happened with Elton. Like, she blames herself for falling for him. No, I've been thinking about it and I only blame myself. What? Why? Because I was naive. I'm always naive. It looks like she's really insecure about being naive. Because she's like, that's what I did. I was naive again. I like thought someone was into me and he wasn't into me. And it's my fault for not saying that. It's so sad because, I mean, this isn't something that anyone in the office has told her. Mm-hmm. Like that, oh, you're you're like young, you're naive. Like if anything, she's always been built up in this office. Like she's told you're a strong woman, you have confidence, you're going to achieve great things. So it's like what in Harriet's like past professional life or student life has she always been told like you're just a naive young girl, like you're not going to do much or anything. So I feel like she's still carrying some like old insecurities with her into this place where like they have the utmost confidence in her, but she hasn't fully accepted that yet. 
No. And then it, it, it goes into this really interesting conversation that we have with Emma, where she spits some serious truth about being single because... Harriet's like, I'm probably, I probably suck at relationships. And she's like, you don't suck at relationships, but relationships are a lot of work. That's why I'm single. That's why I've always been single. That's why I always will be single. And that's why I've never found love. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Pause right there, Emma, because there's a lot to dissect. Because first she's like, yeah, relationships are a lot of work. I've discovered that relationships aren't for me and I've never been in love. Which kind of surprises me coming from like a matchmaker, like lifestyle expert that she's like never had this thing that she looks for for her clients. I guess if she's saying she's so particular about it that she's kind of like, I'm not focused on that part of my life. Like I just want to fully focus on my business and that's taking up all her energy. She's like, then I'm fine with that. And I don't know. It's like some people can be fine with that. They're like, you know, I'm perfectly fine being single for the rest of my life. And that's fine by me. She seems so okay with it. Yeah. And that's the thing that even causes Harriet to like question of like, oh, but won't you be sad being alone? Or won't you, wouldn't you want to have someone in your life? And Emma's just so confident and like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And guys are a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about it enough. What did she say? Um, she's like, a man would just like... Demand too fun- much of me and like... And something about her, her adherence throw to pillows. throw pillows. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, like, I think she makes a good point about making reasonable expectations for a partner, you know? Like, right. she's like, I think I wouldn't be good for a lot of people because I'm very into my own thing and like, guys just want your attention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing Harriet even brings up is like, well, that's why you should find someone who grows with you and... That's when Emma's like, well, no, I still don't care for that. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, you make a good point, but I still don't want any of that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But it seems like a good idea for you. (laughs) Yeah. It it is an interesting insight into how Emma thinks about her own personal love life, which is like, not Not at all. (laughs) Totally not existent. Yeah. (sighs) And then... We get to meet her sister, Izzy. Izzy. We finally meet her. I like her. She seems like a good aunt. Yeah, she seems great. She seems like a good mom. She seems very mom to me. Yeah, she does seem like... Like, she walked in with the tennis shoes and the capris, and I'm like, yup, (laughs) you have kids. Whether or not the actress actually has kids, they made her look like the mom vibe. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And she was like, you're here, you're here. She's the, uh, yeah, supportive older sister, just, like, immediately, like, all right, we've exchanged quick pleasantries. Get down to business. I don't have time. I'm a mom. Like <laughs> Time's ticking. I have maybe five minutes away from my kids. We need to get through your issues right now. Yeah. We don't really, I mean, she's basically like, how can I help? And Emma's like, distract me. How are you? Oh, I'm great, as always. And the kids? Great. Currently attacking their Uncle Alex with John. <laughs> how is John? Great. And the restaurant? Oh, great. Red she flag. does say great very quickly and too much. You know, there would normally be different things, but I don't know, maybe just, and we'll kind of see later, like Izzy doesn't really spend a lot of time thinking about herself. She's kind of like always outwardly thinking about everyone else. So like she kind of gets through conversations more quickly of like, yeah, everyone's great, 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 great. And let's move on. (laughs) I feel like it comes with the mom vibes that she put out when we first met her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's interesting because we meet Izzy and then we hear that she's great and everyone's great. And then they go to lunch and Emma's like, something's wrong. <laughs> we don't see it. We're like, oh, Izzy appears to be great. But Emma sees right. through it. She knows her sister. Yeah. And But what is good is she's got a new client. Exactly. In her mind, she's like, I have a purpose again. <laughs> yes, it's great. And it's her own sister. So she's like, I'm helping my older sister and it's great. But again, these secret clients 
earn the company no money. <laughs> so <laughs> Secret clients, like, I feel like you're not properly a client unless you know you're a client, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine, like, all that effort into Elton. I mean, he was paying, actually. He was a paying client, but he didn't know that just Harriet was the matchmaker's, I don't know, match. So it kind of reminds me of this line from Ocean's 8 where Kate Blanchett tells Sandra Bullock, don't run a job in a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like she was doing that. Exactly. That's yeah. why she failed. Yeah. <laughs> she was running a job and a job and you can't do that. It complicates things too much. That's exactly Emma's entire uh, business strategy. <laughs> <laughs> run jobs and jobs. Yeah, exactly. So with that, let's go to the comments. Jumping to the comments section where we read original YouTube comments from when these episodes first aired. Starting with episode 25. James Brent Isaacs, heard of him, says, oh my god, I'm so glad this is back. After I love, that, I love reading break. his random comments throughout all these videos. <laughs> <laughs> he commented as himself, you know? He did that with the new series, I, I think, know, too. But it's, he clearly Supportive, started. supportive of the show. He started back then, and I think it's funny. Yeah. Elvin Ringbearer says, I was interested to know if they'd reference the hiatus or not, but a great way to work it into the story. Yeah. It's very true, because just because, you know, the show, actual show took a break, like, what happened to the real characters? It would have been weird if they had just been like, and Happy New Year! <laughs> it's February. But yeah, yeah they acknowledged it. We get an explanation. Looking at him hurts says, oh my gosh. <laughs> what a username. <laughs> All right. Looking at him hurts says, when I realized Emma was back, I almost jumped out of my seat. Finally, I've been waiting for this day for, well, an entire month. Emma is so not well. But this time, I feel sorry for her. She's just so lost. Her reputation was everything for her. She can't even give a simple advice to people anymore. And Alex is so sweet when he's worried about her, though he pretends it's just professional concern. I know it's more than that. Like, <laughs> remember the hug at episode 24? Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alex comes off as just like hey he's a professional business partner he's concerned about her but i mean their their friendship goes deeper than just professional so yeah. he he knows how she works yeah comments for episode 26 yay for fb says lol harriet following izzy with the coffee yeah <laughs> so izzy had asked for coffee cream two sugars and gets a look of disapproval from everyone around her and is like, uh, almond milk and stevia? <laughs> and they're like, yay, good choice, good choice. Yeah, and Harriet comes in trying to give her the coffee, but Izzy's already on her way out. Harriet follows her. It's funny. It's hilarious. Carolina Reader says, you could just see Emma's disappointment every time Izzy said, great, because she so badly wants to fix something. Yeah. Marty Trinidad says, love, love, love Emma's hair today. Mm -hmm. And oh gosh, Every time they make a link to the Harriet Knightley thing, I freak. And hearing about Emma's outlook on love makes me sad. But we know she'll change her tune at some point. Winky face. Yes. It's only a matter of time, Emma. I guess there was, with um, Harriet and Knightley, a tiny like moment between them. I guess how Harriet could interpret the Bangs compliment. It's almost like the seeds are being planted for that. I didn't say anything it's because so it, early. It's, it's so that's, early. See, that's uh, I also I know exactly what you're talking yes. about because late. I mean, honestly, way down the road, it's one of like the last things that happened before Emma and Alex get together. Right. But Harriet's like, I have a thing for Alex, and I think he has a thing for me. Yeah. And I could so easily see not only his complimenting her hair, but like the way he complimented her. Well, hair. he was on a call, right? And he paused, turned away, and was like, "By the way." So he interrupted 
a boy, I guess it was to Izzy, but still, he interrupted a businessy call to compliment her. Yeah. Like, that's how anyone with a crush on someone would take that and run with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, run away, take it. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't just like, nice hair. He's like, hey, I just want to tell you, I really like the hair. Yeah, that phrasing. That was so thoughtful. <laughs> it's it's not just like, oh, nice haircut. Oh, nice bangs. Oh, did you get a haircut? It's yeah. specifically, by the way. I just wanted to tell you. Because <laughs> yeah. you know how like when someone in your office or whatever or someone that you know like gets a semi-dramatic haircut and you have to acknowledge yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, So oh. like you have to say I like your hair because it's like, hello, she's got bangs. It's yeah. different. Where'd the forehead go? Yeah. <laughs> but like he didn't do that. He gave a very like looked into her eyes and was like, I like your hair. And I can totally see how she's like. In the future, oh She's my gosh, like, uh, he's been there all this all this oh, time, all time, <laughs> man. All right, thank you for bringing that up because I wasn't going to bring it up because we're so far away from I, that. But it's like these Seed. tiny little things that are planted. Yes, I think more guys should listen to our podcast because I feel like this is very much a girl thing. <laughs> oh yeah, to be like, oh my gosh, just, just the way one he- tiny yeah. thing. It means and a I'm whole going lot. to hold on to this yeah. for six months. <laughs> And that's all I have. And that's all I need. And I then in si- like six months from then, something else happens. And you're like, aha, <laughs> the two things are connected. <laughs> I have to post from season two of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the song Love Kernels. Oh. That's what this is. <laughs> exactly. It's the love kernel. <laughs> For Harriet, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so more to come on that. Yes. Stay tuned. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.